0: You're listening to Women Making Waves.
1: The Reverend Dr. Victoria Johnson is the first woman residential canon at Ely Cathedral. Women Making Waves contributor Jan Moore met with Vicky.
0: I was the first female residential canon appointed in Ely Cathedral. It was a step for Ely, um, which is why there was kind of a fanfare when I arrived, but I like to kind of downplay that a little bit. To keep a building like this going, we estimate it's something like £6,000 a day. Sometimes, I suppose, people are taken aback, because I'm a a young woman, (laughs) that that I'm in a position like this. So someone said to me the other day, you don't look like a traditional cathedral canon. One of my predecessors in the 19th century, in his spare time, is a residential canon. He had an observatory in his garden and he studied sunspots. OK, so in a cathedral, basically, there's a team of clergy who help run the cathedral. And I'm one of the team of clergy who work in the cathedral day by day. And I'm called a residential canon because literally I live near, very near, um, in the oh, cathedral, as right. it were. So I'm kind of on call with my other colleagues. So we're the clergy who basically run the cathedral because the cathedral is a bigger version of a church. It takes a bit more running. So there are three of us, residential canons, and the dean as well, who is really the person with overall oversight in the cathedral context
2: and you're the very first woman to have this post in this very old building and this traditional place
0: i am (laughs) i was the first female residential canon appointed in ely cathedral but it's worth noting that there were plenty of others in other cathedrals around the country before me here, so it, in a sense it was a, it was a new step for Ely, but it wasn't really a new step in, in a broader context, and of course now there are women who are bishops in the Church of England, and women have been ordained priests for quite a long time now mm-hmm. in the Church of England, so it was a step for Ely, um, which is why there was kind of a fanfare when I arrived, but I like to kind of downplay that a little bit, because in a broader context it, it wasn't particularly Special.
2: No, it was inevitable that the, that a woman would take yeah. this post at some yeah. stage yeah. in the, in the yeah. normal run of things. So, what about what are the challenges of your role?
0: The challenges of my role. <laughs> well, like any priest will tell you, you never know what's happening from day to day. It's a job with a lot of variety, so you can never really predict what will happen or what you'll, you'll be called to do. You have things in your diary which are set, and then it's what happens around that that's kind of the interesting bit. So part of my specific role as a residential canon here is I look after, in a sense, the congregation. I look after the weddings and the baptisms and the funerals, which, of course, cover a whole range of emotions and feelings, from celebration to sorrow. And I also have a brief to help the cathedral reach out and to help us grow um, and reach out to more people, and bring them into this wonderful place to worship Almighty God.
2: So it's very much a pastoral role, as it would be if you were the, the vicar in the local village church. Exactly, isn't it? but on a grander scale. Exactly.
0: And I actually came to Ely from being a vicar in Manchester, so the role in that sense is quite similar. So I'm doing kind of vicarly duties mm. here in the cathedral. Mm.
2: I think we tend to think that because it's a cathedral, it's going to be very different and that there isn't this sort of congregation and the pastoral aspect of it, but of course there is because here you are right in the middle of Ely.
0: Exactly, and our congregations are quite big in number so uh, regular Sunday congregations kind of two to three hundred so we have all that as well as running a huge historic building uh, running what in, in this context is a, a visitor attraction because people come here for the architecture and the wonderful vision of the cathedral so we have running a church on top of all of
2: that mm. and I mean it, is it a challenge it, that having this building and having to run this extraordinary building
0: The building itself is magnificent and beautiful and wonderful but with a building of this size, because it is a huge cathedral and of this age, it brings with it all of those maintenance issues. To keep a building like this going, we estimate it's something like £6,000 a day and there's lots of myths about how that's funded. Essentially, we fund it from our own work. The people who come in, it's all ploughed back in to working on this historic building and actually sustaining it for future generations. Mm.
2: From the way you've talked about, it was inevitable that eventually this this role would be be filled by a woman. It, It sounds to me as if there aren't challenges for you as a woman in this particular role, that you are just doing the job alongside everybody else.
0: I think I'd want to answer that on two levels. I think, in essence, I am just doing... job that I've been asked to do, and that would be the same whether I was a man or a woman. So in that sense, I'm just fulfilling my role. Um, And I like to think that you're a priest, whoever you are so that's one answer the other side of it is there. there is um, sometimes I suppose people are taken aback because I'm uh, a young woman mm. that, that I'm in a position like this so someone said to me the other day you don't look like a traditional cathedral canon and I said what do you think a traditional <laughs> cathedral canon looks like um, so it's that kind of response people don't always know how to I suppose handle mm. you in that position which is a position of some sort of responsibility so there's always that to be negotiated and mm. occasionally we, we still live in, a, in an age where women in any profession actually uh, face challenges yes. so I, I wouldn't want to claim that we've got all the challenges in the church because as we all know there's equal challenges for women um, in industry, in science, in law, in medicine so, so maybe we should talk across all those disciplines and mm. see where we could go mm
2: yes, we are still needing to justify sometimes our position, don't we? I was going to ask you about the fact that this is such a traditional place being a very traditional English cathedral that there will be people taken aback by when you come out to lead a service.
0: One of the most amazing things that I do here is uh, singing Evensong as the officiant and occasionally the, the rota works out such that uh, I might be singing Evensong as the efficient, we call it there might be the girls choir singing all the music we might have my colleague Jessica reading a lesson so the whole service is actually being led by women mm-hmm. but it is still even song it is still the same service that has been offered here for hundreds of years mm-hmm. done in exactly the same way it just so happens that the whole service is being led by women and to me that's a kind of vignette of what's really important that we are continuing the tradition in the way it's been handed on Um, but we are doing it as women um, and that shouldn't really be an issue and I don't think it is when when you experience it
2: it's it's just even song. Mm, I can understand that it's it's interesting so so you are actually seeing now more and more women being engaged and involved in in the Church of England and we as you say we have women bishops so maybe we have a women woman Archbishop at some point soon.
0: That's been discussed, I don't know, I don't know. I think the reality is about 50% of people going into training Mm. for for ministry in the church are women, Mm. um, which is a great thing.
2: Yeah, so the odds are improving for for making a change there. So Vicky, tell me what you did before you came into the ministry and... Were there skills there that you've transferred into into your ministry? Good
0: question. Before I was ordained, I was a cancer research scientist, so I studied genetics and biochemistry and then worked in cancer research for a few years before going to train for ordination and studying theology. So for some people, that seems like a massive jump, actually, but I always think that to train as a scientist you need to have an inquisitive and curious mind Mm -hmm. and you need to ask questions and for me being ordained is part of that same process Mm. asking questions about how the world works how it could be better how we can change things so that that's the link for me and in terms of how I use those skills here in the cathedral you'd be surprised (laughs) Um, last year I helped launch our first science festival in the cathedral which celebrated science in its fullness medicine science engineering technology in this magnificent space mm. which we consider in itself to be a feat of medieval engineering absolutely the fact that it stands up at all exactly it's <laughs> full of science if you mind and there are kind of fossils in the floor and there's amazing stonework and different kinds of stone and light and uh, all kinds of wondrous things here and we're re- repeating that science festival next summer oh, good. Uh, and it's going to have a space theme one of my predecessors in the 19th century in his spare time as a residential canon he had an observatory in his garden and he studied sunspots and some of his work is actually in the Um, greenwich observatory and at the institute of astronomy in cambridge i don't know how he had time to do that (laughs) Um, Um, but anyway we're going to be celebrating uh, the wonder of space in our science festival next year so so obviously i bring all of my skills from that area uh, into doing something like that here today
2: wonderful Gosh, well, I'll look forward to that. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been really interesting to hear your perspective and have the opportunity to sit in this wonderful building. Thank you. Thank you. The Reverend Dr Victoria Johnson, I like it because she came
1: a little bit later into the career, after being a biochemist. Mm, yes. Fascinating change of
2: uh, career, isn't it? It is. And I like the way she's combining the science with church yes. as well, or
1: with religion, I should yes. say. I
2: love that. Yeah. The,
1: the idea of holding the science festival yes. in churches. And, you know, I don't know if you, you heard about this, but up in Peterborough Cathedral, they actually had Tim Peake's capsule. On display in in the church. Yes, they did. Oh, that's impressive. And they had more visitors because of that than they'd had, you know, over over the years. They they, they had thousands and thousands of visitors. So opening up these spaces for you know scientific or very very interesting um, exhibitions is such a good way of getting people into these beautiful beautiful
2: buildings. And what about one of the parishioners who asked her? If she, what did she say? She was. You don't look like a a priest, and she asked her, "What does a priest look like?" Basically, yes,
1: because I know exactly. But if what does anything look like? What does a doctor look like? What does a teacher look like? Exactly. I guess we all have our preconceptions, but
2: uh, and things so are changing, yeah. all for the best. Absolutely. You're listening to Women Making Waves.